up and stuck, homeroom was smooth, brings it down to Miami. Let's get it. So it's just leading above the beauty. Yeah. All right, y'all. So this is Homeroom with Smooth. I got with me Fresh Trace's new ideas, and we're here to talk about. Wait, let me back up myself just real quick. This episode 103 of the Homeroom with Smooth podcast. Got to make sure I say that. Um, but I got with me my guest here, Fresh Trace's new ideas. How you doing today, man? I'm good. I'm good. I just uh, I finished just finished my stream. Um, I I kind of skipped talking about any of the Joe Rogan stuff because I figured we'd go over it today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I appreciate that. Because <laughs> you be on it, man. I, I be watching. I'm like, dang, he already got that too? <laughs> no, I look, I, I love this stuff. Like, people uh, people be like, yeah, you know, have you seen X, Y, or Z shows? Like, nah, bro. They're like, what do you do? It's like, I watch politics all the time. I follow all of it. Like, with mm-hmm. the, the uh, all the panels that are like three hours, I watch them. I keep track of everything. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't always cover all the, the Twitter nonsense because some of it is just like too stupid to to waste my time with but i'm aware of it mm-hmm. no i gotta you gotta you gotta i i probably myself have known all the facts of the data and stuff hey that's that's impressive that's 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 impressive that's really impressive man um but yeah with, 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 like he said um we're here to talk about joe rogan man so uh what are your initial thoughts on on the joe rogan thing what's what what's your initial feeling Right out um, the gate. Yeah, I just uh, before you do, the, you want me to do a quick disclaimer to your audience who I am? Oh, oh yeah, you can. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so I am uh, Fresh Faces New Ideas. You can find me on Twitch at Fresh Faces uh, Twitch TV slash Fresh Faces New Ideas. You can find me on Twitter at Faces Ideas. Uh, the link to my Discord and my Patreon and stuff are on that. Um, I am a political streamer who has occasionally done uh, video games. I will do more of that once I have a better setup and stuff. Um, I usually stream uh, 5 to 7 p.m. EST during the week. And then on the weekends, if I don't show up on panel, I don't spend, I don't uh, normally stream. But uh, yeah, I love uh, politics. I love talking about it. So the Joe Rogan stuff is, it's complicated. So there's a couple of different mm-hmm. things to it. Before we, we talk about this, we have to go to the conclusion. I, I'm going to comment this. I'm not a free speed mm-hmm. absolutist. I think okay. the idea that... Um, you can say whatever you want or that uh, no platform has the ability to um, to have their own TOS is is a is a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, I think first off, if they if they have that, all the places that do that end up like terrible. They you end up like 8chan. If you have no like uh, TOS, people aren't gonna want to come yeah. to your platform. They're gonna end yeah. up with like people being uh, harassed, you're gonna end up with pedophilia, you're gonna end up with like mm. Nazi stuff. Yeah. So this idea that this comes into like a broader idea of cancel culture and uh, Joe Rogan being like silenced and stuff. My man's mm-hmm. got a hundred million dollars for this. Like right. he had a podcast before Spotify got him in the same way that like the ringer, which was um, mm-hmm. uh, Bill Simmons basketball podcast or, or program. They, they, he, after yeah. Brantman crumbled. Um, that's on Spotify too. That existed before Spotify. So having, right. Him not on Spotify doesn't mean he's silenced. The the other thing that comes yeah. to this is you don't have a right to a podcast in the same way that you and I don't have a right to me on Twitch or you and your podcast and Twitch as well. Like that's not a yeah. under the Constitution we don't have that right. Um, we're getting back to Joe Rogan. So there's a couple things to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is not just somebody who's asking questions. He right. has biases. He has some terrible conversations, terrible takes. He also yeah. has a wide range of guests on that. That is true. Yeah. That was 
the the range of guests has changed over time. But it's also at a certain point you have to worry about platforming. Like to be clear, Joe mm-hmm. Rogan's podcast get like 11 million views. Tucker Carlson is the number one watched news anchor in the country. News anchor in quotes. He gets four yeah. million views. Yeah. So when you reach that many people, you have to, you have it like a certain amount of accountability that you have. You can't just ask questions. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll get to his, his apology video because even that is nonsense. But yeah, the other thing to know about Joe Rogan is Joe Rogan will de- will change who he's, how he responds to people depending on who he talks to. Like if he believes the mm-hmm. person he's talking to is more intelligent than he is or is more knowledgeable or more capable of having the conversation, he'll pu- he'll push back less. Like he'll push back less on Ben Shapiro than on Dave Rubin, even if they're okay. saying the same thing. Yeah. So that's something to be aware of. So like when he's has like like even if you compare his uh his conversation with um Sanjay Gupta, that that was the CNN guy, right? Um, yeah. And then the other two doctors that the 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 big issue came from. Mm-hmm. You can see he's much more combative with Sanjay Gupta because he feels more comfortable arguing those points than he does right. the the doctors. Because let's be clear, they're they're just lunatics. The yeah. uh, the Peter McAuliffe. At one point in the interview, I don't know if he opened with this or this was the middle of it, said that none of the vaccines have been approved and they're also using their emergency uh, emergency youth authorization. And Joe didn't say anything to that. I like that's a very factual statement. Right. That is just so easily provable false. Yeah. So I mean that's that's generally where I stand on it. The I know there's some other things like in the last couple of days, there's the there's the contemplation of him saying the N-word. Yeah. I, you and I kind of briefly talked about that. that's a whole different yeah. conversation. Yeah, that is. My my issue with that is less of who he's saying that to and more the people he's going. Because the other one is the one where he's talking like race science. That's right. a bigger problem yeah. than him saying that. Eh, eh. You know, well, the I race science know. thing, I think, I, think they're both, I think they're both like equally as bad. Like saying, saying the race science stuff is just factually just wrong and then you had the the him just saying the n-word and it's the number of times i'm like you had to delete a hundred episodes now well i don't know if that all that's all that doesn't all so i haven't looked into this but i don't think that's all due to the n-word stuff i think i mean yeah but it it looks bad it it looks it's more of a problematic thing because of some of them i think this was this was actually something i was talking to somebody else because apparently kyle kalinsky's episode was was uh removed and i watched that episode Mm -hmm. Um, and what Kyle is claiming is that there was removed because he was talking about Saudi. He was talking bad about uh, Saudi Arabia and Spotify is trying to move into that market. Now, to me, that seems a little conspiratorial unless we look into every single one of the other podcasts that were removed and some mm-hmm. of the and the ones that remain and whether all the ones that are removed talk negatively about Saudi Arabia removed and the ones that are positive remain. Like unless you can prove that, that seems a little right. bit more of a conspiratorial claim. Yeah. Um, and that's that's just where I stand on that. Like, I there's certainly issues like with corporations doing that. Uh, movies do that all the time. They have the problem with with China. And China, stuff. yeah. That's where I I would say. Yeah, yeah. Marvel bends the knee to China. They're like, please show our movie, please, please, please. Well, there was the, uh, the last tra- not Bumblebee, the Transformer movie, like the last mm-hmm. Transformer movie, where they like yeah. halfway through the movie they just randomly moved to China for for half of it. That was like clearly a marketing yeah. thing. Yeah. True, true. They they they'll do anything. They'll do anything for that market. But to get back to to get back on subject though, for for me, um, 
One, do I have an overall problem with Joe Rogan's show in 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 concept? No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. Honest, to be honest, I don't. I don't because he has some really cool guests, and there's some really great content, like really great content on his on his platform. However, the problem then becomes like his uh, I I, I want to say like. Like you said, like the uh, the other guests, it's it's when he decides not to push back or he decides to lean in to stuff that's just absolutely just ludicrous. And I'm like, somebody, somebody in the room has to know better. Somebody, the producer, him, well, like the camera does, guy. I don't know if he has a producer. I know he has a, a Jamie, and I think Jamie does some of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there's a couple things to that too, like. There's definitely like when you're having a conversation, and this is this is what's going on with like his apology video. Yeah. So when we talk about his apology video, I covered that. Um, first off, he starts off by li- just lying, just straight up lying, yeah. like saying all, all this information is uh, been removed, you can't talk about it, things like that. Right. Um, and everything he quotes is just not true. So this is this is a recurring issue that we have to that Pete kind of leans into, and mm-hmm. people dishonest people lean into this idea that. Um conspiracy theories that existed throughout the entirety of the pandemic, which have been, they argue have been made true now could yeah. therefore have been true throughout the entire thing. Like for example, right. uh, masks, they, they argue, Oh, cloth mm-hmm. masks haven't worked throughout the entirety of the pandemic because now they just admitted it, except that's not what they right. said. Right. Um, so things like that. So that was what he was pushing. And then the, this is the part that like is clearly a lie where he said, mm-hmm. I don't know who I'm talking about or what I'm talking about before I walk into the studio, except that can't right. be true because right. you're like, like if you're having one of his friends on, like in the, in the movies or like a, one of the, the fight club guys, that's, that's different. Mm-hmm. But if you're having like Peter McAuliffe on, if yeah. you're having Robert Malone on, if you're having like, mm-hmm. it, or, or flip it, if you're having, uh, I don't remember if Bernie went on. Um, Cause I do have a list of people. We'll get to that. If you're talking to, um, What's it? What's his face? Uh, Cornell West. If you have right. certain people on, you know, like, like if you have Kyle Kalinske on, you know who what you're going to talk about. Like this idea that I don't know anything about who I'm talking to or who I'm talking about. So like just random people off the street come into my studio. They all happen to be yeah. famous. Like that is a lie. Like you wouldn't have. Like that's a terrible argument. Just like oh, he's just a regular person having these conversations. Like no. If you were a regular person, you'd grab regular people off the street. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't say like, oh, I had no idea who I was doing or what I was doing. Like, then why did you invite that person? Like, You had to reach out and schedule it or they reached out to you. And if you at this point have such a large platform and you don't vet these people, mm-hmm. how do you know you're not going to have like somebody who's going to be a Holocaust denier? Somebody who right. is going to or the multiple people who have been. Uh, I mean, look, we're not that far out from Joe doing like cons- election conspiracies. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of this has to do with there's a couple different reasons. He got a lot of backlash when he came out for Bernie. And mm-hmm. so he kind of like shunned the left. And also, I imagine if he was like looking at a metric, he does, he's, he's more conspiratorial. Like he is, yeah. he just is. He's like a kind of like a, a big doofy guy who is more conspiratorial. So these things are more uh, easier for him to, to relate to. And that's why like, he's like friends with Alex Jones and he's like mm-hmm. the Ben Shapiro types. 
Um, like the only thing he like he, he like they'll push back on the the weed stuff. He like he has this very centered view of certain issues. Uh, yeah. So it is a little bit easier for him to end up in these conspiracy theories, especially if you end up with them, because uh, he's not afraid. He's not comfortable pushback. Like you can see some of these like things. Like what like uh, when he was talking to Jordan Peterson, and Jordan Peterson is just a guy who just babbles a lot. Or if he's talking to somebody like Ben Shapiro, who talks a million miles an hour, and if you're not somebody who's well-versed in the issues or you're not like saying, hold on, Ben, give me a minute to break down what you just said sentence by sentence, mm-hmm. you're going to like kind of just nod and agree to it. So that's why like you'll see him – like Dave Rubin is never coming back on that program. Like Joe won't have yeah. him on because Dave Rubin's a moron. Um, I don't – like he's yeah. not going to have people like Sam Cedar on. Because let, let's be mm-hmm. honest, a, a podcast with Sam Cedar would be very boring in comparison to like Ben Shapiro. Because I I, yeah. I love Sam Cedar because he's like – the type of person that I really care about when we were doing these type of things, where they're talking mm-hmm. about, um, like all the little nitty gritty and understanding those factors. Mm-hmm. Joe isn't going to do that. That's that's where the problem is. So the really the realest issue with Joe is he has a massive platform at this point, and just saying, oh, I'm going to bring on more righties or more lefties to compare is like, just be honest, man. Like you have a meme folder. There was that guy he was talking to a couple days ago or a couple weeks ago, where the guy like directly call them out and then joe was like well jamie pull that up because i have this information that says that, that the guy is wrong and the guy did it and he was just like well you know i'm not really wrong that's that's a bigger issue mm-hmm. yeah yeah man and then um to, to go back to go back to the, the apology video like there's there's no context around like saying the things that he said like because i think they i think they pulled up where he said like transphobic comments uh the n-word and then there was something else and then i was i was left wondering like how is he the one left untouched like really really when you look at his like his social media following following and his views on his podcast and all that really he's remained untouched like he's not going anywhere but like the rock is getting slammed uh who's that other person that was in support of him like there's a numerous number of celebs that are just getting like raked over the coals now well, but it, Joe Rogan's it's, like just invincible. He's just like, oh, I'm sorry. No, look, look Joe Rogan of. is not invincible. He's, um, he has this mystique built around him, like this mm-hmm. kind of like similar to Donald Trump with the Teflon type thing. Like he could, but he actually like admits faults. But like if you follow them long enough, you know, like a lot. He, like he, the transphobic stuff has been out there for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. the, the uh, like a lot of the racism stuff has has been out there sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's like, it depends on who's backing. So this is, this is part of the, uh, the other thing with him is Joe Rogan has the support of the loudest minorities in our country right now. So, um, the Republican party as it stands does not have, and has not had a major, uh, majority support, uh, in, in any election except for 2004. Mm-hmm. They are not as they like to, uh, pretend they are the silent majority they they won't shut the fuck up minority um they are loud and they're promoting him and that has helped bolstering him uh another story that came out is rumble offered him a hundred million dollars over four years yeah yeah i don't know that rumble has that money i don't know how how (laughs) solvent rumble is um i don't know anything about it uh it other than i've seen i've (laughs) had I've had some of my uh, chatters talk to me about it um, to argue stuff that uh, anti-vax stuff. 
Uh, Dinesh D'Souza is releasing his vid- his movie on Rumble, which is I can't wait. Um, right. But like, it's not like he's not going to disappear. He has mm-hmm. a huge audience, and a lot of that has been cultivated by the fact that he's kind of presented himself as this everyday man. And occasionally he'll have, you know, uh, a couple of crazy people. On. But a lot mm-hmm. of times, most people like don't religiously follow it, and then they they you know they ignore most of the mundane ones. So it's all going to come down to, um, you know, how much is it going to hurt Spotify's bottom line if they yeah, and that's that's kind of why they started deleting the episodes. I imagine if if you really wanted to go back to it, if any time they brought on a person, you probably could go and find episodes of stuff that they removed. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, obviously, is is all the like the Bill Simmons podcast? Are they going to have the same amount of episodes removed for racial stuff as? A Joe Rogan podcast? No, but you would have to compare it to some other type of like sit down pod. And I, and look, I'm not a, mm-hmm. like, I imagine if we compared it to your podcast, you probably wouldn't have the same amount of uh, episodes removed. Well, also, you don't have anywhere near the volume because Joe Rogan had over 100 removed and we're, this is what, episode 103 or something? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has like thousands of episodes, like thousands. Like, he's been plus. doing it for a long time. And like, yeah. to say that he's the everyday man, like, Fear Factor was one of those reality shows where they're like, "Hey, poor people, you want to do some crazy shit for money?" Like, right. he's not. Uh, he's not. He's not like the everyday man. He and then the, the the craziest thing is like, he has said some things about COVID that are just flat out like, "You don't need to get vaccinated if you're under a certain age." Um, but then he was like, when he uh, another good one, he was pushing back on Sanjay Gupta uh, when they were mm-hmm. talking about the the ivermectin. So the reason yeah. when ivermectin was the craze, people were talking about it as a horse dormer is because there's two separate drugs. There is a horse version and there is a people version. The reason it was considered a horse warmer because that's the one they were getting because they weren't giving, doctors weren't giving it to people. So they were just like going and buying it at staple at the stable stores or whatever the feed store is, wherever they can find it. Yeah. So that's how people correlated to. Obviously Joe Rogan with his millions and millions of dollars was not going to take the, the horse one. He was going to take the human yeah. one. He was also, he, yeah. he also took like a dozen other things that you or I may not be able to afford. Yeah. Like Regeneron costs like $1,500 a uh, um, a cycle or however often you use it. Like mm-hmm. this is, and ex- these are expensive treatments that he of course used, but you know, yeah. I guess he's young and healthy and now he doesn't need it. Like that's the problem is. He got the antibodies too, right? Yeah, but even then you should still get vaccinated. Then this is another thing. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying like, He's he's attributing it to ivermectin, but he got like antibodies from somebody there. Yeah, oh, he got the uh, he got the Regeneron, he got the Z Pack, he got the um, I don't even remember what else they would give the 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 cortisone. They yeah. you know they dump moon crystals out of like you name it. He got it. he got like, <laughs> essentially essentially whatever Donald Trump could have gotten. That's that's basically right. what Joe Rogan or whatever non-experimental hidden procedures that only the president gets. That's what Joe Rogan got. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, um, what did I want to say about that? About so, so now, so what do you think about just Spotify? Because Spotify seems like they're screwed no matter what they decide to do. <laughs> they're screwed. <laughs> like, they're just, their stock is just going to keep losing value. They have no win. They have no win condition. Like, well, they you do. keep Joe Rogan, you keep getting flamed. You get rid of them, you get flamed more. I think it's waited out. Um, 
I think that's probably what's going to happen. They'll they'll put the disclaimers on. Um, this will Joe Rogan will have like a couple of uh, doctors and stuff on for a while. Maybe they'll maybe Spotify will work a little more closely with him about who they have on. Um, mm-hmm. This will roll over. He'll have a couple people on. The problem is with Joe's audience is like what they want to watch. Like if they if they want to listen to the anti-vax stuff, and this is this is a not just a Joe Rogan problem. This is a a any type of problem when you start leaning into a certain type of content you either attract or start training your audience for that way. So like, like if you mm-hmm. look at people like uh, Jimmy Dore who started on the left and they're now basically an anti-vaxxer and mm-hmm. because that's where the money was. So if, if that's mm-hmm. where his audience is, it's going to be a little harder for him to, to, to move away. Now I think they can do as much as they can with the disclaimers. I don't expect them to remove Joe Rogan. I imagine in like two weeks, there'll be some other controversy um, that'll happen that people will distract people from COVID. There'll be there'll be another uh, anti-vax rally. There'll be some something else. Because look, the Joe Rogan things—they're in between. They're like few and far in yeah. between. He does them, yeah. I think, like every week or something, doesn't he? I don't I don't follow as as often as he does. Um, yeah. But there's only like a couple of them. Like I in the last couple of months, I can only name like four of them that he did because those were the ones that came to attention. So yeah. as long as he just like kind of hides under the radar for a little while, um, nobody's going to care Fact. Uh, because we have a 10 second attention. We have a, like, we have such a small attention span and there's so much actual going on. Like we, the president, the former president of the United States, like every day we get more information about how we tried to overturn the election and people mm-hmm. are just like, eh. we lose a, we lose a nine 11s worth of people a day. And people are just like, I want to go back to regular life. Like, Nobody cares. Nobody's going to care in two weeks. Mm-hmm. You, you Unless got, has somebody who says something crazy. Yeah, you got a you got a good point with you got a good point with that. Like, you got a really good point with that. Like, they they just I I've never seen like people like people just one they don't care to inform themselves and two they just forget really really fast. Like I'm like y'all y'all know Trump just just it just they just found this other thing. Oh no, nah, whatever. Like. He's still my guy. I'm like, so you're gonna you're gonna vote for him this next election, even though they proved that he's fraud, Jillian. He's a fraud. He's a comment. He's the same guy that he was before elected him. And you're like, okay. Yeah. No, like, I don't know if you want to talk because I love this. It's one of my favorite topics. Uh, yeah. The January sixth stuff. So, uh, yeah. This yeah. is this is a oh, yeah. this is a one that's like really crazy. So first off, McCarthy fucked up um, by pulling yeah. all of them off the the. Uh, off the committee, he he doesn't have because they're supposed. I think in April they're going to uh, live hearings. Um, mm-hmm. Because he pulled all three of the other ones off, one of which was Jim Banks, who's actually insane, um, less insane, less outwardly insane. But Jim Banks is basically a three-year-old because uh, after Joe Biden basically uh, called uh, Peter Ducey a uh, a dumb son of a bitch, Jim Banks was like, "Has any president ever treated the press as poorly?" It's like, bro. Like a year ago, they tried to murder the press. Like, relax. Yes. Um, the uh, the January 6th thing, this is not like the Russian investigation or the Ukraine investigation, where there was like enough of a kernel that they could like pick at to make like a, a, a uh, like a non, somebody who's not paying complete attention to everything. Ignore this. Everything right. that comes out about the January 6th, none of it is defensible. There is no part of this that has come out yeah. that's been like, hey, you know, that was kind of acceptable. There was... Uh, we have the executive orders, and then that tied into the fake electors, and then that tied into like 
all these other like it's the case is building. There's no point where someone can mm-hmm. look at this and go, yeah, but you know, he's still kind of right because even the underlying points are still wrong. So it's right. not like this is a, a a big thing that they can do. And I mean, just today, so uh, like last week, they they like they, they got the national archives like records, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, a whole bunch of them were torn up. I was like, yeah. Did everyone not know this? They wrote about this in 2018 that Donald Trump, when he's done with papers, will just like tear them up. Except right. that's illegal because there's a there's a uh, presidential yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what what's it called? Uh, you're supposed to keep the records. President. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they keep so them they forever. People in the White House whose job it was was to go through his trash and tape the 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 uh, records back together, the the papers back together. Like this was in 2018, and. Wow. I, and I, I figured people do this. So like when this became a news story, it was like, oh, I guess people don't pay attention to in any way. And then today they had to go down and get 15 boxes from Marlago of of uh, National Archives records. Now, look, some of wow. them are like his love letters to Kim Jong-un. I don't give a shit. If you wanted to keep them, I, I don't care. But like right. 15 boxes of stuff. And apparently some of it is also furniture um, because that's what billionaires do. They take furniture from other uh from their old places of, you know, I'm trying have. to think. He's not even a billionaire anymore. Oh no, he's not. He's not. His all his assets are inflated. Um, yeah. Like. Yeah, that he, New York, that New York probe is like crazy because they just keep finding more and more. Like she's like, you, you don't. This building is not even worth half of this. The building isn't even as tall as he says it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's like. That's the insane part. Like, th- look, the there is no defense for January sixth. Um, the the fact that the the Democratic Party has failed to to garner this, not even just like the support, the, like in a functioning democracy, what would have happened after January sixth mm-hmm. would have been the party that still defends it wouldn't be in power for a generation till the people who you know watched it happen kind of died. Right. But like they might win the 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 uh, the House and the Senate back in twenty ten, because we can't message properly, and Americans don't care that one party has decided democracy is not really worth it anymore. That that's also because none of them are really like anybody they keep trying to put in front of us aren't the charismatic people that people care about. Like if you want people to talk, like Democrats need to just kind of lean into the people that people like hearing from, like the people that are popular. Like, I don't care if you are the party head, just step aside for a second and let this person that has the uh, the the ear of the people talk to them because you're going to lose if you don't. Like well, you have, huh? Well, I mean, so who would you, so out of curiosity, who would you say that should be talking more? Because I know who I think should be talking more. So, so um, people that should be talking more, um, you have like maybe like for for people that are more like moderate and kind of like in between you could have like an Andrew Yang come up there and talk you could have AOC she has an, a great fan base that that rallies around her like just her i'm not talking about the rest of them because then you get to getting hit with hit pieces and all that other stuff just her you know yeah, what i'm saying AOC's, AOC's never had any hit pieces against her huh <laughs> AOC has as a uh, historically never had any hit pieces against her. And oh is no, 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 no. Figure in any way, shape, or form. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. She, she definitely has. She definitely has. But when you get the the four of them together, the other, the, the, the other Ilhan Omar's and stuff. Yeah. It, yeah, oh, I yeah. agree. It, it, no, yeah. So there's 
think I do agree. AOC is one of them. I think Jabal Bowman and um, uh, Mondair Jones, who's my representative, um, is another. Wait, 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 wait. Who, who are these two? Jamal Bowman and uh, Mondaire Jones. They're the two progressives out of New York. Um, uh, they're yeah, rep, house reps. House reps, yes. House. Okay, okay. I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. But I was Jamal. like, I'm like, initially, I was like, there's no sense. Okay, yes. No, uh, they're they're also good ones. Now, Andrew Yang is an interesting one that you brought up because he just came out and defended Joe Rogan's N-word use. Have you seen that? Yeah, I I did just see that, but at the same time. At the same time, you have to kind of Trojan horse those people that are kind of like, like not quite like they're over there on that other side, but they could be convinced to come a little bit more this way. And Andrew Yang kind of speaks to them a little bit, like some of those people that are kind of in the in-between. So you need to kind of move them a little bit more to the left if you want to win. You just need to just get just enough of them. Right. No, I agree that we do need to. So one of the big issues is the left is not inclusive. We eat our own all the time and we're very gatekeepy. Uh, there's like the, the super gatekeepy. Oh, you can't be a leftist unless you've read all of Marxism, all of Marx, all of Lenin and do. Theory. Yeah. I don't I don't read theory. I, yeah. I, I, I famously tell people that I don't read theory and I don't argue theory. Um, yeah. But like the right leads everybody. in. Now, the problem I have with Andrew Yang is he's. He kind of has baby brain when it comes to politics, like his like his idea that, oh, we should work together is a good idea. But the way he like talks about it and like even his party stuff is kind of baby brained uh, to me. It just seems like yeah. basically a very simplistic thing. I have no problem if we had like uh, like decent moderates. Um, I always thought Hakeem Jeffries was an interesting choice as, mm-hmm. as, a, as a moderate. Um, it, even in like the, the Senate, I don't know where like our moderates would be. Ed Markey, maybe uh, even <laughs> though he's a little more progressive. Like there's, yeah. we we do need to have one. Like having Nancy Pelosi is not effective because they hate her and she can't speak. Yes. And she's oh, or like a good one would be like if you if you did the Georgia senators, if like if you're gonna put somebody in the Senate it, to have the face of it, and unfortunately it's Manchin Cinema because uh, Joe Manchin loves Spotlight and Cinema has made it her mission to get as many Democrats defeated as possible. Um, yeah. So they can't like the people who really should be carrying the torch are people like. Uh, uh, Ossoff and uh, Warner. I really like Warner. I think hopefully he wins re-election because he's a guy who like in 24, 28, that could be a bench guy for like a presidential run. Yeah, him. Um, that other guy out of uh, I can't think of his name right now. Out of Texas, um, he's pre- he's pretty popular. Obra- oh, 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 Beto. Oh, oh, Beto. Yeah, I don't think Beto's gonna win. No, no, no. I don't think he's gonna win. But I think, I think as far as like talking to people. He's you charismatic, I, but I think he's got a lot of issues with the like the the gun stuff. I think is a big issue for him, is 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 why he's done it. Um, I think, look, Beto, if we if we moved him off the gun stuff, I think I think we could. I don't know how you're going to move the Texas the the most famous Texas Democrat like out of office. If you're going to talk about famous Texas uh, famous Democrats, number one is Stacey Abrams, and number two is probably Beto O'Rourke. Like yeah. he is. The, the they made him the face of the national gun stuff. Um, Beto was hurt in the, the the presidential election by Pete Buttigieg because Pete Buttigieg basically took all Beto's lines and made him more moderate. Um, mm-hmm. And and that was a that was a problem. Like he took what Beto's run should have been. Um, and honestly, mm-hmm. if if Pete hadn't been hadn't existed, we probably would have been in a better place, just as a party. Because I think having a, a deeper bench with with Beto instead of Pete and having Pete like flip spots with them, I think would have been more effective because look, if 
Joe Biden is not popular. Kamala Harris is a terrible uh, pick for, yeah. for vice president. Yeah. The best option then would be like Pete Buttigieg. Like that's not really a, a great. You think America's going to vote for a thirty-seven-year-old? I don't know, forty-year-old gay guy to be president? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like having Beto in that spot realistically would have been better for us, and then have Pete like as the VP pick. Um, yeah. But it's we don't live in that world. Um, but no, I agree. We should be having more people. The the other problem is we have to have our, our just general messaging, right? Like if we're going to talk about policy, it's like, it, let's say you, you believe in the idea. Oh, we don't want to talk about kitchen, kitchen table issues. Okay, let's talk policy. Let's talk, compare your policy to that. What is the most consistent health care plan you know of the Republican Party? Basically, since Obamacare has passed. Can you, can you articulate what their health care plan is? No. That's because they've had basically two. It has been the most the most up to date version we've gotten of the healthcare plan from the Republican Party since Obamacare's mm-hmm. passing has been Donald Trump one time saying that, "Hey, I'm going to make healthcare more accessible and cheaper for everyone," unintentionally advocating for Medicare for all, and then the mm-hmm. Obamacare repeal. That's it. They yeah. have, and the Obamacare repeal is basically how many people we're going to make have no insurance. They have yeah. had no healthcare solution. Yeah, I don't care if we we don't need to get into an argument of. Medicare for all versus uh, pu- public option. We lost that fight, unfortunately. Yeah. For, hopefully, we have a public option because uh, we're not even there anymore. We're doing like cover subsidies. Let's push the public option and run on. They have no plan. You want to talk about the economy? Okay. The Republican plan is tax cuts for rich because it, it, in the next fifty years it'll work where the previous fifty years haven't worked. Like that's where it's yeah. other than we want to do a ground up situation where every study shows if you just hand Americans cash. They're better off. Like every study shows, there's no study that doesn't show that. Like contrary to Joe mm-hmm. Manchin's belief, um, just handing Americans cash doesn't substantially raise the the use of their drug use, or it doesn't substantially raise the the number of people who are buying a car. Uh, right. Like 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 spending extravagantly. That's not how it works for the poor middle class, and that's how you actually save the economy. The only thing we did well during the pandemic was the unenhanced unemployment. That was actually what kept the economy afloat, and studies have shown that. The fact that run on, and you could run against this in Manchester Cinema too, that mm-hmm. the uh, Republican Party is currently doing a tax cut. It's a massive tax raise on every American who's who got the uh, child tax credit because the t- child tax credit expired. The Republican Party will never give you another one. They didn't want to give it to you in the first place, and that helped millions of Americans. We cut child poverty by like 40%. I think the numbers last year were – from July through December, we raised something like 12 to 20 million children out of poverty. Damn. That's crazy. And that's gone. Because Joe Manchin and every single Republican and Kirsten Cinema decided that you deserve to get a massive tax raise. Okay. And just run on that. And look, there are times where it's like vote blue no matter who makes sense in the general. In the primary, it's you vote for the farthest left candidate who can, um, in, in every race, like that's, that's my idea. And there's, and there's times when you can argue for force the vote and things, but there's, there's more strategies than this. We need to be, we need to be smarter. We need to be more organized about this. We need to focus, especially on governorships and we have to win yeah. the, the, uh, the board of elections, the secretary of States are incredibly important to this one because mm-hmm. when we talk about the this is another thing in messaging. When we talk about the, the bills, the election bills, I don't care about voter ID. 
Voter ID, if you want to talk about voter ID, the argument is simple. We wipe it out in two seconds. There's two points. One, mm -hmm. not every state uses voter ID. So unless you can prove to me that the states that don't use voter ID have a substantial increase in voter fraud, which they don't because voter fraud is essentially a myth, mm -hmm. um, then the states that do, then we can improve it. Second, if you do believe we need voter ID, it's universal voter ID that co coincides with uh, universal voter uh, voter registration. The government sends everybody one. It's it's easy to replace, costs no money, simple as that. Done. That's how you handle voter ID. We're done with that. The real problem with these voter bills are the ones that allow the secretaries of states to be removed or allows them to remove the people who count the ballots. It allows them to take away the power from the actual voters. It allows them to sub uh to undercut the ballot counting and undercut who won the election that's where we need to be focusing on i don't right. care about jim eagle or whatever fancy thing you have talk about how the mm -hmm. ballot boxes are being cut talk about how the the hours to uh vote are talk about how in texas 50 percent of all the mail-in ballot applications have been rejected like talk about it's these are the that's things crazy. that we're talking about G like just be better it's time there's no point and this is this is the biggest one. Mm -hmm. Stop pretending they're your friend. Like, don't say I want to work across the aisle with them. You cannot coincide these two these two ideas. You cannot rightfully say, which they are, that the Republican Party is not a, only an existential threat to democracy and America. To some extent, with their climate stuff, they are a direct existential threat to the existence of humanity on this planet. Right. But on the other hand, hey, man, we got to work with we want to work with them because some of them have good ideas. When you work with them, it's them coming to the table with you. Mm -hmm. You're not going to the table to them. You're not saying, oh, I want some Republicans to work with me so we can pass legislation. It's here mm -hmm. are my ideas. You're coming along with me. Mm -hmm. You want to you want to negotiate. This is where my starting point is. This is where we're starting. And we're going to the left. Like that is that is a big thing. You can't say that they're an authoritarian party, but also say, hey, I want to work with them on voting rights. And the voting rights stuff, like, look, mm -hmm. Manchin is, it's time to play hardball with him. He's not going, he's, he, he's not going to pass Bill Back better. He never was. Every, every mm -hmm. excuse he gave was a lie. And yeah. depending on what time of the day you caught him, depending on what time of the, uh, um, uh, what, which day you caught him, his excuse was different and it was still a lie. Yeah. At this point, Joe Manchin has essentially killed Joe Biden's presidency. So it's time to start investigating Joe Manchin's daughter because Joe Manchin's daughter is directly responsible for the spike in uh, in EpiPen prices because she and her company, Mylan, helped kill a, a competitor so that they could have a monopoly in the market, which caused the mm. EpiPen to spike 600%. The Ooh. problem with healthcare is it's live or die. If you are diabetic and I offer you insulin at a dollar, and I offer you the same insulin at $10 million. You don't have a choice, whatever the price is, because your other option is you die. Mm -hmm. So when you're dealing with things like that, it is important to be aggressive with him. Because look, Joe Manchin's not going to, to, to do anything to your presidency. He's not going to do anything worse to your presidency at this point. Right. I don't know what to do about Kirsten Sinema. I just don't. Um, but the point is, run on bold bold progressive ideas because they are popular. Populism exists. It's a popular thing. Right-wing populism exists, but it's in, in theory, it's, 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 it's frauded practice. Mm -hmm. um, but you're right. Messaging is the biggest problem because it is so frustrating that we're dealing with this. And the, the other thing is 
like we talked about at the beginning, the American people are kind of dumb. We also have a small attention span. So when you have these big ideas, having them as a slogan is the best way to do it. Um, so like the idea that mm-hmm. Medicare for all is freedom. It is freedom. It's medical freedom. You don't have to worry about bankruptcy. You don't have to worry about being tied into a job. You don't have to worry about, uh, you know, you can start doing new companies and stuff. That is that is what freedom is. You start couching it in terms that the the, the simplest American would understand. The the, the right. patriotism. Um, talking about uh, things that aren't like like don't use words like don't let them use words like socialism and communism. Don't use those words either because first off, no no American knows what those means when they talk about the the people who yeah they really don't they really don't the people well, who describe them like if you ask a person to describe what's wrong with cap with socialism, they'll describe capitalism. Like that's the mm-hmm. like they'll say, oh, we're we're in socialism because the uh, the food banks are or the the grocery stores are empty. Like why? Or if you have an argument like, oh, I don't want to take the COVID vaccine because farmers making money. Okay, nationalized farmer. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go that left, then you're 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 still in capitalism. Like you can couch these in terms that are don't under in socialism and stuff. Don't use that term, at, and don't engage with anybody. Like ask them to, to describe it because there's. And this is the, the easiest thing. Just use their words against them. These people are so dumb and they're so blatantly obvious about their inability. Like they like the best part of this is the dumbest, loudest people are their their favorite. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Don't don't even worry about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Use <laughs> Josh Mandel. Use Josh Mandel. Jo- I don't know if you know who Josh Mandel is. Uh, oh my god. Mandel is the front runner in the Ohio uh the Ohio Senate race for the right, run. right. <laughs> You should go watch his, his debate without with uh, uh, Morgan Harper. It's incredible. Okay. He is wrong on every single point. Um, he doesn't even answer the question. This man does not believe that there's a separation of church and state. And he proudly talks about that. We have Warren Barber saying that the Constitution has never evolved. Like, we have Madison Cawthorn arguing that January 6th was an inside job, which is a totally another different, like, thing. They are Alex Jones. It's very easy to just start cutting the ads. And I'm not talking about the Lincoln Project ads where it's like, oh, it gives you the warm and fuzzies because of something like it's time to be aggressive. This is not a, a difficult ideology to push. The people want this. We are object look, we are objectively right on most things. Medicare for all is both better efficient and it would be uh, cost less than the current system. Um, right. Dealing with climate is will create more jobs and, you know, make less people will die. The uh, yeah. giving cash will raise people out of our system. I'm look. I'm not a socialist. I'm a democratic socialist. I still believe you can have a capitalistic system with some better uh, um, uh, systems. I just want to. I just want more safety. Yeah. I just don't want us to live in this yeah. hell world where, like, if you're not a bajillionaire, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah, you're you're, you're absolutely right, man. Um, yeah, God, man, you you made a lot of great points. Um, I'm trying to see where I want to. Where well, I, you want to cut me off? And like, uh, I love this. I talk about this shit all day. No, but you were making such great points. I was like, I'm not stopping him. This is great. <laughs> I'm not stopping. Him. Um, but um, man, yeah, um, yeah, I've been saying that for a long time. Like with with, with economy, like if you could, a lot of the a lot of the programs that people say are socialist, right? Like. Those things are actually really good because your alternative is like horrendous. Like just social security alone. Social security 
that's that's so that's a socialist that's that's a people coming together and working together to take care of the old elderly like you want your grandma that's on the street you want to take care of her nobody wants to take care of their grandma you're happy the government is handing her a check so you don't have to no i'm sure there are people who are happy to take care of their grandma but like it's it's no no, no i'm, I'm, I'm saying like they don't have the means like right yeah that's, that's, don't have the means yeah no like social security is like the most popular thing like talk about so um like when you do this like when you expand medicare and stuff or when you if you raise the child tax uh universal um pre-k that was the one it was in build back yeah. better they were going to do the same thing to universal pre-k that they did to the uh, medicare expansion so there's yeah. currently like still six or seven states that haven't expanded medicare under obamacare or, even after the pandemic in which case it was like essentially free to, for them to do it because the government picked up like all the costs they're going to do the same thing with universal pre-K. Just pass universal pre-K or, or, and, then, and then say, like, look, and every state that does not do this, just run on them. Say they don't want to educate your children because they know it's better for them. And we're not even getting to the, their, their, their book burnings and all of that stuff because that's a whole other different – Oh, yeah. Man, they've been, they've, been, they've been systematically, like, getting rid of textbooks and other educational books just, like – in man. Well, this is also not recent either. I mean, this is this has been a generational yeah. thing. That's like the 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 modern view of the like the Texas view of of, of the uh, the Civil War. The 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 uh, war Northern aggression was done by the Daughters of Liberty, mm-hmm. like the, the the Daughters of the Confederacy. Like that's who did it. Um, the other thing, like this is this is also a really interesting point for the the, the book burnings and stuff. If your argument is about CRT, which is to some extent, I believe in Alabama. There's people complaining mm-hmm. that Black History Month is now CRT, which you know everyone. everyone that, that 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 argument is so so dumb. Like, because I, I don't even think people know what critical race theory is. It's like people don't go to Google, Google the term, and go, "Hey, this is what this actually means," and go then apply it. Like, there's no critical thinking anymore whatsoever. You can just throw some it's, fancy label on things, and people go, "Oh my God, it's the devil!" Like, no, it's not. It's it, and it's no, not it's, even being used. It's even better than that because the guy who started Christopher Rufo has directly said that the like he's essentially making this up to like freeze a whole bunch of different progressive ideas. Like mm-hmm. he's he's done that. But my point to this is if your idea is about critical race theory and mm-hmm. it's about teaching things in a, a historic account, and there keeps a rec- becoming a recurring theme where people who are either teaching the Holocaust or have to discuss the Holocaust or like the KKK keep running into the idea whether it's in the legislation or not, but they're worried about it, that they can't teach it unless they teach it in a, in a neutral way. When we're talking about like the Holocaust, I think your legislation has failed spectacularly and you should probably look at yourself and decide, oh, wait, maybe we are actually like fascists and that's a problem and we shouldn't be passing this legislation. Because the other thing, like half the CRT legislations don't talk about CRT because it's not a thing. And also, there's, so there's two things to this as well. One, uh, if your child is learning CRT in grade school, your child's a fucking genius because it's right. a college level course that they <laughs> lawyers at like Yale. There's like seven people in the country who take a uh, take a uh, a CRT course. Uh, mm-hmm. Second, when they talk about oh this is the basis for CRT, do you tell your child that they're learning uh, quantum physics when you teach them basic algebra in co- in school? No. Mm-hmm. Every idea, every complex idea exists 
on a foundation of other ideas. So if you're arguing like that uh, equity is CRT, well, then I guess basic math is, mm -hmm. is, is uh, rocket science. Like you can't, you have to learn something originally in order to learn more co complex concepts. Nobody, nobody just wakes up one day and it's like, oh, I understand. I'm an astrophysicist now, or I, I understand string theory or whatever, whatever, whatever it is. Like you have right. to start somewhere. So that's where uh, the issues like come up. Like it's, and this is, this is the, this is the thing. Like I love talking to right wingers about this stuff because I'm right. And, and to be fair, yeah. like, I don't, I haven't read all of like Abram X Kendi or all this stuff where they'll find like, like James Lindsay's a, a CRT nerd. Like he's, he's can like mm -hmm. tell you the pages where things are, where he thinks things are wrong. Like I haven't done that. I don't care Yeah. because I don't need to argue the specifics points on that. Cause I can argue the broader generalities that they're pushing and I can push back. Mm -hmm. We don't have to be, you know, the 700 IQ. I'm smarter than you, 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 you unwashed masses. Like right. you can talk to them on their same level. I I spent months arguing anti-vax stuff. All those people left probably because I was right and they didn't want to deal with my intelligence. Yeah, yeah, I like, was. Yeah, I I was doing I was doing arguing anti-vax stuff, like arguing with them on Clubhouse, and it was just getting it was getting ridiculous. Like I was in rooms like I want to say I was devoting like six to six hours unsolicited of my time. To argue with them every day, every day, and each time they come up with something new, I'd just be impressed. I'm no, like, it, it, you think the vaccine it. does what? You think it, it gives you cancer? Like the government, if the government wanted to give you cancer, they have a lot more efficient ways of doing that. Also, like, it'd be kind of cool to be magnetic. Wait, like, what? <laughs> Like you're like one of the things like one of the things was and they actually the French actually did a study on this to prove that it was wrong is uh, Ten Penny was pushing that they the vaccine made made you magnetic like other than the fact that you might like fry your your electronics and stuff being yeah. magnetic would be kind of cool yeah Especially, like if you could control the push and pull like you're Magneto yeah exactly and he's like insanely powerful uh, it would be like. That would be awesome. Or, or the, I, and then there's the other ones, like the, the ones you always hear. And sometimes you get bored and you're like, okay, I hear this all the time. Let me look into this. Half of these things don't understand, hold up to like a, a, a basic Google search. Like the, all the young kids in, in Europe are the, all these healthy athletes are having heart attacks and dying. It's like, no, they're not. I mean, they, they are having heart attacks and dying, but they're not doing it at a higher rate. And a lot of it has to do with specifically how they train for soccer. Like it's mm -hmm. nothing to do with the vaccines. Or and this right. is which is the abject worst one. Like, did I hate Dinesh D'Souza? He might be the dumbest person. Like, to be clear, for those of you who don't know, Dinesh D'Souza is in our system where we have allowed for the legal bribery of politicians through campaign donations. Motherfucker went mm -hmm. to jail for it. That's how dumb he Damn. is. Um, <laughs> Dinesh, he's a clown, dude. Go look up the trailer for Two Hundred Meals. It's like the funniest thing you've ever seen. Um, yeah. Anyway, he when Betty White died, he had a Twitter post saying. We finally learned the the uh, the cause of Betty White's death because there was conspiracy theorists who said she died from the booster. And then he was like, oh, I didn't post this, but I'm not going to take it down, even though I have it up. It's like she died because she was old as shit. Like yeah, she, she was ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> it was time. <laughs> the same thing like Bob Saget. I'm pretty sure I had a heart attack that had or like a stroke or something that had nothing to do with the vaccine. Like they did an yeah. autopsy on it. They're still like every time. 
or they like the other thing is this is more than just like the fringes. Uh, there was a there's a comedian in Texas who just like collapsed and had a skull fracture, mm-hmm. and they thought it was because of the booster because in her um, like Facebook post put up by her manager, it said she was uh, boosted like three weeks ago and then she tested negative for COVID. Well, of course they're going to check if it's COVID. Like that's the, yeah. the the thing. It doesn't mean the vaccine did it. That's not how vaccines work. Right. Like they they think they think they think correlation equals causation, and that's never the that's never it. And that's how I know people just don't pay attention in school ever. Like they teach you that, like in high school, like at least bare minimum, you should be getting that in high school. Like when you're doing your experiments, you do a hypothesis, and you see does your hypothesis hold up to the light of your test, and when you have when you have that. Oh, okay. This outcome happened. Well, it it's not a result of me putting fire to that particular element. It's just these two elements when they touch. Hey, it goes crazy. Like it's not the other. It's not. Um, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not one to one. It's not one to one. That's what I was trying to say. It's not one to one. No, it's it's uh. And then let me let me just bring it back because I think uh you kind of wanted about an hour. Um, just very quickly on the the Joe Rogan stuff. Um, he has a list of somebody made a list about the the right wing versus the left wing guests. Let me let me just share this with you. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. So, if, if you oh, okay, if it's okay, what what is it? Okay, right here. So, if you look on the left, there's like first off, oh, it has the there's like 18 people, and then on the right, it's 36 to 138 different uh, appearances. Now, okay. some of the people on the right that they're arguing about, they're saying are actually lefties. Uh, Tim Pool, Tim Pool is not a lefty. Dave Shapiro is, or Ben, Dave Rubin is not a lefty. Uh, Barry Weiss is not a lefty. These are people who have like okay. left. Let me let me share this with them so they can so they can yeah. see it on YouTube. Um, so yeah, so on the left it says uh, left appearances, and those are some good names there, but there there's way less. Like you have Tim Dillon who's ten. Like if you scroll down, like Tim Pool was predicting Donald Trump would win 48 states. Dave Rubin has very openly done why I left the left. Barry Weiss, mm-hmm. I, I can't, Barry Weiss is like the ultimate Twitter troll. Like the, uh, like pushing, uh, she was on Bill Mars recently saying, I'm done with COVID because I wore mm-hmm. a mask and I, you know, I washed all my clothes and stuff. And then, you right. know, I'm just done. I was like, I did all the COVID. I like, I watched all, uh, I watched all the Tiger King. This is my least favorite type of person, uh, at least on the left. The I'm done with COVID. Look, I'm sorry you're a child. I'm, I'm sorry that the, these inconveniences to you, because most of the people who are complaining about this are people who have been just slightly inconvenienced. Mm-hmm. You know, like have to wear a mask and stay home and stuff like the managerial class. Right. Sorry that this is uh, bothering you. But COVID doesn't care. And the people who are actually dealing with COVID, they don't care either. So when you say, oh, COVID's done, I'm done with COVID, mm-hmm. guess what? That's not how it works. Get yeah. get over yourself. Stop being such a spoiled little baby, and let's deal with the actual problems. Right, right. Man, bro, it, it was amazing having you on. I, I didn't even have to say much. You you were just, <laughs> man, <laughs> that's crazy. And then again, I am operating off of two hours of sleep. I, I, I barely got any sleep last night. I got in at one in the morning. Damn, like, 
got up at five uh, after a shower, and I was just like, I'm, I'm, I was like, I still gotta, I still gotta do this. But so I'm glad, I'm glad you were able to, you were able to just like drive it home. Now, we, I, we agreed a lot when we were talking. We agreed a lot. No, no, I, I did say that when we were talking about. I was like, do you want a topic or something we could push back on? This is like, to be fair. One of the things that I, I think when I have these type of conversations, it's always mm-hmm. good to like to reach out to a new audience and stuff, but it is a little helpful to have a person who pushes back as well. Then not, that's not to say that this is not helpful for both of us, but usually having larger panels, like when you're discussing t- topics are good because then it's not just like a circle jerk. Like I had one like a couple months ago where we were doing, uh, talking about gun control, but we didn't have anybody who was rightly right-leaning person on to push back on some of the points because mm-hmm. i don't know all the finer points about gun control and then after it i had one of my right-leaning guests come on or my uh, and talk about pushback like so yeah it does help to have that but it is an introductory yeah. thing look i think you you guys got a plenty of my, my opinions and if you disagree with them well you can find me at twitter at fresh faces new ideas or you can find <laughs> me on, on uh right that's on twitch if you can find me on twitter at faces ideas and you can come yell at me there and i will yell right back at you <laughs> all right <laughs> all right y'all so listen this has been episode 103 of the home room with smooth podcast man thank you for coming on fresh faces new ideas man y'all make sure y'all go subscribe follow find him on twitter and all that other stuff man thank y'all for watching we are out of here <laughs>